We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, John Harbaugh went on the Adam Schefter podcast, and Bobby, let me tell you, he made a passionate, passionate speech about how Lamar Jackson has revolutionized the quarterback position, and I'm telling you, he didn't hold back. You'll want to hear this. Yeah, you picked up on that, and I think my first time through, I picked up on this. He made a bold statement comparing this year's team to one of his teams in the past, and it's not just any team. It's the 2012 Super Bowl champion-winning team that he also coached. That's a good one, too. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Thursday. Just a few sleeps away from the, the games here. It's Thursday, January 18th, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. All right, so Ravens tight end Mark Andrews spoke with reporters for the first time since his ankle injury on Wednesday, and while he was non-committal about playing on Saturday, Sarah, he did offer an encouraging update on his status, and the real encouraging update is the injury report, which we'll have coming up. Oh, oh, he's playing. He is playing Saturday. <laughs> Plus, several roster moves were made Wednesday, but one in particular, sorry, Melvin Gordon, might mean a whole lot for the newest Ravens running back, Dalvin Cook. Oh, man, we have all of that and more coming up in a jam-packed episode. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. So we begin with the John Harbaugh conversation and interview courtesy of the Adam Schefter podcast. Two clips stood out to us the most. You begin with a major, major reflection here over the last year or so uh, that's really come to fruition for Lamar Jackson in Baltimore through the eyes of John Harbaugh. Yeah, and remember back when, uh, back heading into the 2019 season, I remember a clip went viral when John Harbaugh was speaking to actually Brian Billick on the NFL Network, and he said that the that the way they were going to approach the offense was going to be revolutionary. Well, here we are, um, what are we, like five years later, something like that from, from 2019, and he's using the revolutionary word again, but now he's saying it more in hindsight rather than projecting it. So it starts off, Bobby, with uh, Adam Schefter, which he's been doing a lot recently, including with um, uh, Rich Eisen and reminding people that not enough people or nobody went after Lamar seriously uh, this last summer when he was uh, tagged non-exclusively. So he brings that up to John, 
And uh, John is grateful, and he goes on a major rant. Oh, who knew it was going to end up like this? We didn't know that. We didn't know. I didn't know if he's going to be here or not. There was you no didn't way. No. Sure. Why do you say that? You didn't well, know, I, right? Yeah, you don't control that. I mean, that's nothing. You can't control it. It was going to be decisions were going to be made, or circumstances were going to happen, and and it's all choices and all that kind of stuff. And it just worked. We all, but we all, we all knew that we. I knew that. I knew that Eric and Steve wanted Lamar. I knew that Lamar, I believed I, in my heart, Lamar wanted to be here. There was negotiating and there was things that were made, but we didn't get dragged down by that kind of stuff to let, let you know, what like the crabs in the bucket. We're not getting dragged down by what people say, or what people think or opinions or any other kind of stuff. Let's just, man, let's just see where this thing goes. Let's see what plan God has for all of us through all this. And, uh, and then, you know, it turned out the way it did. But we made a big deal in the media. And I still think it's a big deal that there wasn't another team that made a real attempt to go after him, make it difficult for you guys. Come up with a creative offer sheet. Right. Go compensate Lamar and make it such that the Ravens are going to have a tough time. Nobody did that. It's amazing to me. Well, I appreciate that. I'm mean, I'm happy they didn't. You know, I mean, Lamar's always been my guy. You know, and our guy. We we believed in him from the beginning. We're, we're the one team that believed in him in the draft. I believe we believed in him. We built our offense around him. We built our whole team around him. We said we are going to go in a direction that nobody's ever gone before, football wise. We yeah. called it a revolution. We said it was going to be a revolution, football-wise, and it has been. People are running offenses now and plays now that they, had, they hadn't run before that. They hadn't even thought about running before that. They see things differently. I mean, people see football differently, Adam, than they did in terms of, you know, my, my, perception, my, my perception of what a quarterback plays like, acts like, looks like, whatever it might be. This is what I think a quarterback is defined. Now Lamar has moved it. All right, Bobby, I got lots to say, but do you want to have the first reaction here? No, you go ahead. You, that was your clip, and I'll, I'll right. talk about the comparison, and I'll react to what you have to say. Okay, cool. So, well, first of all, um, I, I could see skeptics trying to use some technicalities and try to poke holes in what John said, you know, because John's saying he's, he's our guy, he's been our guy, and then people will be like, well, why didn't you draft him earlier in the, ground, uh, in the round, or why didn't you re-sign him after year three instead of, you know, yada, yada, yada. So to me, uh, like right now, I need to go get a new car, right? I know what car I want, but I'm going to negotiate a good price for it. Like there's no way. I'm going to try to find the best price I absolutely can. So just because the Ravens, you know, waited till spot number 32 and, you know, traded back up to get them. And just because, you know, it took until the fifth year because there was negotiating and all that. The facts are, are that the Ravens were the only team to take him in the first round. Nobody else did. And the fact is, is the Ravens were the only team to give him an offer to re-sign. Facts. They're the only team that showed that they that they wanted him. So uh, I think it's ridiculous and ludicrous that people have not seen the vision. The Ravens are, have been showing the vision and some still aren't catching on. So, but he's right. The Ravens have loved him. They've wanted him. They have changed their offense. There were chants in that 2018 playoff game from people in the stands chanting Joe Flacco. Harbaugh stood by Lamar Jackson. Even Flacco, by the way, said, no, 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 keep him in, keep him in, you know? So they have wanted him. And and Lamar has he's been said he's he wants to come, he wants to make his promise that draft night come true with the Ravens. Now the other thing that I think people will try to poke holes on, and then I really, this is the part I really care most about. When he says that the NFL quarterback position is changing because of Lamar, that he's changed how people defined it, define it. 
it's people are starting to see how it can look differently, how it can move differently, how it can behave differently, how the style can be different. And some people clearly don't have the vision yet, which is why, you know, they, maybe those guys out, other owners didn't go out of the way to try to at least challenge the Ravens to re-sign him. But I wasn't able, Bobby, to quite articulate what I wanted to say on this in terms of what exactly has been revolutionary because it would be simplistic to say, oh, well, the NFL has already seen mobile quarterbacks or running quarterbacks, right? We've seen Colin Kaepernick with, with Greg Roman, for example. We've seen a Cam Newton or we've seen a Michael Vicker or this and this and this. And so I don't want to pretend these are my own words. I reached out to our guy, Skeptic Goat, who's, a, who's been a dual threat quarterback on, 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 the, on the college scene. And I said, Skep, let's talk this through. Help me, help me find the words for what I want to say. And, and what he explained, I think, perfectly, because sometimes we'll use words like dual threat or mobile or running quarterback, and we put them all kind of in the same category. But you can't. Because what Skep and I were talking about was there really is a difference between a genuine, true, true, complete dual threat quarterback. I mean, unapologetically being dual threat, meaning I don't care that he's the top rusher on my team. I'm not going to apologize about that. Or I don't, but yet at the same time, while he hasn't hit top five passing in yards, he's certainly a top five threat, a top five pet, um, top five threat passer. Okay, and it's unapologetic. And it took a little bit longer because under Roman it was more running and not enough passing. So they had to come to another iteration under Todd Munkin, but now they're hitting it right. And so in the past, it was either yeah they're going to go fully in, yeah it's all running, or they would neuter that that running element of it, right? And become more of a mobile passer rather than a dual threat quarterback. Mobile passer, different from a dual threat. And so you'd have guys that were athletic. Now, I don't know if they've been as athletic as Lamar, but you've had athletic guys before, but you weren't un unapologetically leaning into it. To me, and I'm borrowing Skep's words here, he's the first true threat. Dual threat, and then Harbs, and then Skep goes on, and he and he writes this to me. Um, he he says, and and he's been supported by his coaches in this journey journey to becoming a dual threat. So Harbs is one hundred percent correct. I'll take it further. Skep says, Harbs has cemented his Hall of Fame status by winning the Super Bowl and ushering in a new era of quarterback play by how he allowed Lamar to be himself all the way through to get to this point. And then he says, and you know I'm open to a new era of head coach for the Ravens, right? He's been actually critical of Harbaugh. He's ready for it. He's ready for a new head coach. He goes, so that statement that I just made is not one I would just throw around. I don't think Harbs needs another Super Bowl, meaning to become a, a Hall of Fame guy. He says, Harbs was the right coach to do it at the right time for the right organization. The Ravens have always had the courage to do the unconventional from building a defense around an undersized linebacker at the time in Ray Lewis to having a black GM to hiring women to keeping head coaches in, in place for stability over knee-jerk reactions to disappointing seasons. And that includes drafting the most dynamic dual-threat quarterback 
college football in the NFL has ever known and not requiring him to play the game scared to be hurt. I love that. I just wanted to give a shout out to Skip on that, but he was able to help me articulate what it is that's revolutionary. Don't just start putting everybody, oh, well, we've seen, we've seen mobile pastures before, running pastures before. No, this is the first time a team has totally and unapologetically gone dual threat completely, and that's who Lamar Jackson is. Well, did you press Skep on where he's at with Harbs now, just in terms of like, because wasn't it early on in the season where he was ready? No, like he's he said still there? ready. He's, he's still, still ready. ready now. But I'm not. I'm, that's another. That's another topic for another day. He's still yeah. ready now. <laughs> he just said right. it right there. <laughs> he, he said that. He said that now. He he referred to. Even no, though I, mean, I, I thought that morning. was past no. past tense. No. Nah, I think he's. I think he's still ready. <laughs> well, I we're gonna have to have ready. him on at some point. We'll come back to that. But this is more about what's happened with Lamar and Harbs and how they've done that. But yeah, I think he's still ready. Another thing that's happened is John Harbaugh playing the comparison game for once in his life, which is shocking to me because any <laughs> he didn't of you even got an eye when he was asked, that's what got me. Right, right. For those of us who follow this as routinely as we do, you know, you know, John does not enjoy the comparison question about past teams, past years, past players, you name it. It's just not something that he entertains during media conferences. Adam Schefter's podcast apparently gets a shot at it. So this is the exception. The 2012 team, we all know, John's Super Bowl winning team, 2012-2013, led by Joe Flacco. Adam Schefter asked him if he sees any any similarities between this year's team and that year, and this was his answer. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of similarities in terms of the principles of it. They, they do. They get that. Great leadership on that past team. You know who those guys were. Great leadership on this team. Attention to detail, work ethic, but it's a lot different of a team, too. I mean, that team was more on a roller coaster throughout the course of the season. Started mm-hmm. off hot had some some real some down moments and was able to kind of fight through that and pull themselves back up and uh, and and get hot at the end and play great but this team I'd say has been more steady this team has been more on a kind of steady rise building every single week improving every single week no drag nothing pulling us back everybody's attitude's been great everybody's been on point I've never been on a team that's been this drag free ever uh, as a coach wow that's interesting drag free you like that huh I do like that. What do you mean by that? Well, momentum. I mean, the ability to, uh, to, 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 to chart as much as you can a straight path. Understand that we're going to go as fast as we can, as far as we can, together. Not turning to the right, distraction, signposts, yeah. not, we're not sightseeing, no looking right, no looking left. Straight ahead, you know, eyes on the road, going as fast as we can together as, 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 together as we can without having things that are slowing us down. You know, we don't need, we don't need wheels falling off. We don't need, uh, you know, doors popping open or windows coming down. We're just going. I think that team has done that the best of any team I've been around. All right. So the big takeaway there, at least for me was quote, I have never been on a team that's been this drag free ever as a coach. And I don't know what he's referring to specifically there, but I, what I do know is there's been plenty of drag over the last few years, whether it be the contract saga that was, uh, being held over everybody's head, not just Lamar, not just the head coach, but organization-wide from a media standpoint a year ago, whether it was, gosh, you can date back to the Earl Thomas saga years ago. You can go to the Steve Saunders conversation that we had from a strength and conditioning department standpoint uh, a year ago. So there has been a lot. And to say that of 16 years in the NFL, and I think 40 years, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he say 40 years of coaching mm-hmm. all in all, 
for him to, to say that kind of statement, I just thought was telling. And also on top of how surprising that was, that he was willing to play the comparison game. And oh, by the way, it was with a team that he won a championship with in the NFL. So they reached their pinnacle. It sure looks like he is a, a full believer that this year's team can do the exact same thing. Yeah, no, the, the drag free made a lot of sense to me. It was like, I mean, sometimes, I don't know if you've ever, like, you drive a certain way to work or someplace and you've driven that way. And then all of a sudden you find a more direct way and you're like, are you kidding me this whole oh, time? <laughs> this whole time there was this shortcut right here that I didn't even know about. That's what it sounds like to me. Like that 2019 team really was up and down and their twists and turns and craziness. And, and this team has just been like, you know, with the new offense and all of that. And, and it's just been more, more steady, you know, on the way up. So uh, really, really good thing. Go check out the Adam uh, the Adam Schefter podcast and listen to Harbaugh's full interview there. But Bobby, we got woo, we got some good news in the in, in the injury department, specifically with one Mark Andrews. You had already declared in our last episode that you think he's playing. Oh, well, now I, I'm fully on board with you. I've thought all week long. Didn't know that what was going to happen today, as we yep. take this on Wednesday the seventeenth. But I just felt like where things were trending, who he is as a person, as a competitor, that he was going to give it his best shot. Here's an update from the man himself for the first time since that ankle injury back in November. I think, you know, it's it's how I feel, you know, at the end of the day. But, um, you know, just knowing how good this team is, how good our players are, how good our tight ends are, um, you know, if I feel like I'm going to be, you know, helpful to the team, I'm going to go. If I'm, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm close but not there, I'm let these guys go and, and hopefully get that next weekend. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so there he is speaking with reporters. This was a a non-podium setting for reporters to have a chance to catch up with Mark. He was non-committal. We should say that, right? He was non-committal, as you just heard there, about playing on Saturday. But as Jeff Zarebek noted on Twitter, he said if he feels like he can help the team, he wants to be out there. Here's more on what the rehab plan has consisted of over the last several months. Yeah, I was telling Jeff a, a second ago that uh, you know there was a there was a clear cut plan you know in process, and I'm very thankful for the people that are around here from um, Mr. Bashadi making my life either easier through the travel and everything else, and um, Coach Harbaugh, um, the training staff. Um, in the weight room, Scott Elliott, Adrian Dixon and training staff, Mike Thomas. Um, these guys had a plan together for me. And um, like I said, all I had to do was come here and every day and work and, and get better and better. So yeah, it's gotten, it's gotten a lot better week by week and we've made a lot of progress. Oh, 
that's that <laughs> he's he's playing now one last thing which i know uh, a lot of people have talked about with the hip drop tackle does he have any you know bad feelings with uh was it logan wilson that did that yeah so here's his feelings on that he's the tackle should be outlawed at all uh i don't really have any you know thoughts you know on that it's a uh, it was kind of just an unfortunate event you know it's i'm gonna let you know everybody else do their thing if, if they want to pan the tackle fine but um, i'm gonna go out there and play hard no matter what you know i don't blame the guy uh, he's just playing ball Classy, classy all the way around. And he also shared a little bit, and Ryan Mink was was on top of this on Twitter. Uh, apparently, he's got a hyperbaric oxygen chamber in his house that he used to help with his recovery. And if you're wondering specifically what he's dealing with, uh, he noted, clearly he's studied this uh, in terms of NFL history. He's got the same injury as Terrell Owens once had, who cracked his fibula and sustained ligament damage in his ankle way back when. Uh, T.O. played in a Super Bowl seven weeks after sustaining that injury, as mm -hmm. Jeff noted on Twitter. And so whatever it takes, whatever it takes, this guy's willing to do it, Sarah. And I think that's why you will see him as one of those open roster spot designations coming up in the next couple of days as we make our way towards Saturday. Well, my question was, like, where does one get uh, a hyperbaric oxygen chamber? Turns out his girlfriend's family had one laying around, <laughs> apparently, and gave it to him. And I'm like, well, why does she have one? This is this is uh this is crazy, man. But you know, it's like what Todd Heap said. You you know he's been fighting tooth and nail to get back just to have an opportunity for this moment. Uh big for him. And then do we have the full injury report? Because this is what got me over the top. Yeah, we do. Uh, oh, so we, we got quite a few things to talk about here in terms of roster management and construction. And we're going to get to uh, some press conferences from the coordinators in just a second. But here it is. Look who's a full participant at the top, Sarah. Ooh. Mark Andrews, a full participant for the first time since that ankle injury. They, there are a couple DNPs. We'll go through the full participants, though, at first. Uh, Devin Duvernay is another full participant. Our, excuse me, full participant as he has been all week so far to date with that back. And it sure looks like based on what Chris Horton said, special teams coordinator, yep. and given that they now have, which we'll get to in just a bit, they now have three open spots on the 53-man roster. We'll tell you why in just a second. I see Devin Duvernay and Mark Andrews being two of those. We'll talk about who the third could be in a little bit. Devin was a full. Zay Flowers was a full participant, and he said that he is ready to roll. He's, he spoke with reporters about that after being limited on Tuesday, so great news there. Malik Harrison with a groin was a full participant. Marlon Humphrey, I guess I said I, I, I was going to do all the fulls first here. The order is screwing me up. Here we go, Sarah. But, but Adafe Owe, uh, encouragingly, was a full participant with that ankle, and so your DNPs are as follows. Jadavian Clowney, who's just dealing with an illness that popped up and that was new doesn't seem to be anything serious marlon humphrey is one we got to watch he has not practiced very much at all over the last three weeks uh delshawn phillips was a dnp as was tylen wallace so uh big news here obviously being mark sarah and zay uh, in terms of full participants but certainly concerning for marlon yeah, and Odafe Owe is, is, is a full one. So, I mean, those are three. And then Duvernay, that's a huge one, especially with Tylen Wallace not practicing at all. So it's it's yeah. going to be Duvernay. But uh, this is going to be so much fun, Bobby. This is going to be so much fun to see Zay, to see Mark, to see Likely, to see OBJ, to see Aguilar, see all these weapons around Lamar Jackson. Uh, and on the opposite side, have these pass rushers all seemingly healthy. healthy. But, yes, I agree with you. It's Humphrey. Then you just kind of feel bad for the guy because he's 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 one of the leaders on defense. The way we've been talking about Mark, that you know that he's been fighting tooth and nail to get here. 
You know, Marlon wants to be there. It's playoffs. You know that if he could, he would. Yeah. Yet, like I said, I mean, this is a kind of an uphill battle here, and, and Jeff noted it. He did some running last week, did Marlon. Has not practiced, though, since the calf injury happened on December 31st, that New Year's Eve game. So all of a sudden now, you're hearing this on, on the 18th. The Ravens only have – it's a short week in a sense, right, because it's a Saturday game. So really, today is Friday. The Ravens only have one full practice left. Yeah. And so as Jeff noted, it would be a lot to ask to play in a playoff game after uh, one or no practices in over a three-week span. So that's the latest with Marlon Humphrey. Hopefully he'll be ready if they make it past the divisional round. You know who's not going to have a chance to be a part of this team in the divisional round and moving forward is Melvin Gordon, who's been with the team for the better half, if not the majority of this year. He has been waived. Melvin Gordon, veteran running back, has been waived, according to NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. And boy, oh boy, does this set the scene for not only a, a practice squad game day call-up for one Dalvin Cook, Sarah, but... Man, I would not be surprised if he gets he gets a shot. <laughs> he gets a shot on Saturday. Yeah, listen. So first of all, let me say this about Melvin Gordon. He could still be re-signed to the practice squad. He, I could see the Ravens certainly extending that invitation. Mm -hmm. Maybe he doesn't want it. I would think he would because he's been waiting around for opportunities anyway. And if another running back were to go down, he's going to be he'll be elevated once again. You know, like right. Ravens are going to want to have three running backs. On game day, in I mean, playoffs. You pack your defense. You pack a running game. I mean, that's that's what you do. So um, there's still a shot that Melvin Gordon could go back to the practice squad and contribute in some way in in these playoffs. Yes. That yes. being said, what to me this indicates, it doesn't indicate whether or not Melvin Gordon will be on the practice squad going forward. It, to me, it indicates okay, we're riding with Dalvin Cook as RB three. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing because um, if you were gonna, if you didn't want him as RB three, you would keep Melvin Gordon there. You you want you want three running backs. So as you mentioned, the Ravens now have three open spots on the fifty three man roster. They also have three guys in that designated to return IR list, including Duvernay, Mark Andrews, and Ardarius uh, Washington. So those three guys could take those three spots. And you still have two practice squad elevations, which we're all assuming will include Dalvin Cook, uh, who can be elevated um, on Saturday. So to me, that's what it's looking like that they're that they're setting up to do uh, prior to Saturday. Yep. And then who knows if Delshawn Phillips, who has not been available in practice, can't go. Perhaps they call up Josh Ross, who we haven't mm -hmm. heard from since two training camps ago. Really, I mean, you know, for, in terms of the fanfare and whatnot. Uh, to serve as a potential depth linebacking linebacker piece. So that's the latest there in terms of roster construction on what was a very busy day. Here is some news from the coordinator press conferences. We'll begin with Todd Munkin on just how locked in, shocker, Lamar Jackson is from his perspective. It's good. It's because you're locked in, you know. It's what you spend uh, off-season, you know, training camp, then, um, you know, all the work you put in during the year, Put yourself in this position. That's what you do. So now it's it's a one game season. Somebody said it's not a three game season. It's a one game season. I mean, we got to win this week. Sarah, he's got that overnight scruff. He's been sleeping at one winning drive, hasn't he? <laughs> uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he did. He looks a little bit locked in himself. I love it. 
I love even more, though, Mike McDonald's press conference because our guy Pete Gilbert, who we had on the State of the Ravens broadcast last week, WBAL sportscaster, tried to kind of get Mike in the mood for how big this game might or might not be. Obviously, it is, uh, but Mike Mack wouldn't budge. <laughs> I mean, it's, it feels like another game. You know, uh, you guys that know how we operate here, we, we, we want to emphasize play to play, you know, down to down. Uh, drill the drill day to day. I mean, that's that's really our focus right now. Today is a football Thursday, so I'm talking to you folks. You know, I'll know I'll do a football Thursday when I go back up to my office, and we'll and we'll operate accordingly and, and kick that thing off on Saturday. Locked in. <laughs> He's gonna make the perfect coach, isn't he? He's gonna make the perfect <laughs> head coach. Perfect coach for an owner who doesn't want you know quotes out there ever. You uh, know, like we're not giving anybody anything to feast off of. He cracks me up. What cracks me up even more, though, and, and well done, Pete. You tried your best, you know, to get something out of him there. But what cracks me up even more is this whole response to the bit. And what I mean by the bit is Ravens Twitter's been having fun with this because Mike Mack is up to six reported interview requests. Who knows? Maybe more. He had several virtual interviews with teams that are uh, head coach needy last weekend. Uh, he was asked, "Are you aware of sort of the insults, the playful insults?" that Ravens Twitter are sending out to the world about you to try and keep you in Baltimore and sway these teams away. Uh, my wife sent me a couple <laughs> a couple good ones. There's some good ones out there. But not many, but yeah. I am, I am more <laughs> There have been some uh, there, good ones there out are there. Some, there are some pretty good ones out there. I'm just like made up made up things about him and uh that get me rolling but we've 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 highlighted a few in the past that i love that he's like only some are good others are not so good for sure what yeah. tori smith had to say as we transition to quick hits here what, right, what, she, yeah. what do you have to say with your girl so, so quick hits tori smith who we know played both for the ravens and the 49ers during his career so okay she's not messing around tori look both have awesome rosters both have great offenses. Which one would you want to be a part of? You could pick a locker room to go in and be part of the coaching staff or catch rocks or be part of the offense. Are you going San Francisco or are you going Ravens? Why would you put me on a spot like that? Because it's just, it's crazy. You have this unique perspective. This is, it's, 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 my trending, it's my trending thought. It's what I'm thinking, Tor. We got to go, but tell me no, really quick. I, I think that's a, that's a phenomenal question. But I think I've been around Lamar Jackson and watched him in practice. Man, put me around LJ all day. Okay, special things going on. No ego going on in that Ravens line. <laughs> he was I not prepared for that, that, was he? <laughs> he was not prepared for it, but how do you not, like, uh, I knew he was going to pick Lamar. I knew he was. Plus, plus, Tory's in more around in the Baltimore area. He, he couldn't get away with saying the 49ers. Uh, one other quick hit. Remember, actually, there's two more. Remember when around the tread day, trade trade deadline people were talking about a potential trade of derrick henry to the ravens there were rumors about that there were some local guys saying that basically it was going to happen but then last minute it was stopped uh now they said it was because the owner came in last minute we i don't who knows if that's correct but uh derrick henry was just on a podcast talking about how he was almost traded to a team that's currently in the playoffs. And when they traded him, you know, I was just like, dang. I mean, they trade KB. You know, I might be out of here too. Cause I mean, like, when you think 
of a Titan. I feel like KB represents all of that. Did you think you were going to? Because you were obviously in a lot of speculation, I'll say. I don't know how, how many conversations were taking place. Oh, I feel like it was uh, it was close. It was close. For I real? Like it was, yeah. You know something? It was close. It was close, boys. To who? It, it, it was in the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, it was... It was uh, I know uh, two for sure. I, I don't know the the other one. I, I don't know if that would have happened, but one of them, uh, I felt like it was it was it was pretty close. A lot went down with, between you know that little saga with with, with the trade and all that stuff. It was close, boys. It was close. It was close. So he may or may not be talking about the Ravens, but I just think that. There was plenty of plenty, plenty of re- rumors that it was the Ravens earlier. Uh, maybe, maybe Derek will divulge that information later, but it's certainly a possibility. And could you imagine right now? I mean, who knows with Dalvin right now? But could you imagine like the Ravens could have used them with how Keaton Mitchell went down and all that kind of stuff? The Ravens certainly could have used them, but now it's full force: Gus, Justice, and Dalvin. Mm. Good stuff there. Glenn Clark from Glenn Clark Radio had Jacoby Jones, former Raven, on his show this week. And he was asked, uh, you know, what's going on? I guess Jacoby told him that he's going to be in Baltimore tomorrow. And then Glenn followed up with any chance he'll be waving a banner around on the field pregame this week, firing people up. And Jacoby kind of said something like that. So a lot of people think that he could potentially be the Ravens legend of the game. If he is, I think that's going to fire up a group that's probably going to need, well, not going to need firing up, but it's going to be cold out there. So Jacoby Jones coming out with the flag would certainly do it justice. And then how about this? Jim Harbaugh has been awfully busy, not only interviewing with the L.A. Chargers, but with the Atlanta Falcons as well. What a week for Atlanta. They go on Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh for their head coaching vacancy. So a lot of big names out there in this hiring cycle. We'll see where Jim ends up because it's, it's pretty clear it's pretty. It's pretty obvious that he's ready to leave college. At least that's what it seems. I mean, with the way he's the interviewing, leaves. yeah, with the way he's interviewing everywhere. And I'll just give credit to Adam Schefter just listening to his podcast with with John on there. I mean, he was right. This is probably one of the most star-studded free agent coaching periods I have ever seen. And it's just crazy because Mike Mack is in the middle of all of it. He's going up yeah. against guys like Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick, and yet I still think he's going to get taken up for sure. Right. Think about it. I was just thinking about that, that in, yeah. within a calendar week, Atlanta looked at Mike and Bill, two yeah. guys on the on the opposite sides of their careers. Like it's unreal how yeah. coaching works this time of year. So that is that we're going to save the Texans injury situation for John McClain, which is coming up later today in our official game preview episode ahead of Ravens Texans. So follow the vault on Twitter at Ravens vault. If you haven't already done so, if you want to donate, you don't want to do so through Patreon. You can go to, to through Venmo or the YouTube Super Chat feature at Venmo is at Ravens Vault Podcast. This is your Thursday morning vault game preview coming out later today. We're getting ready for Saturday's kickoff. It's a 431 between the Ravens and Texans. Huge thank you to all of you, especially our patrons that we'll shout out and mention later today in our game preview episode. So for Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trostad signing off. We'll talk to you soon.